Hey guys, welcome to EagleCast Season 3, Episode 2. My name is Abhi Pusarla, I'll be one of your hosts for today. And I'm Reza Alam, and I will be your other host for today. And today we got two wonderful guests from our mechanical team. Reverend Tomas, would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Tomas, I'm on the mechanical team, and I do a little bit of CAD. I'm River, I'm on the mechanical sub team, I do a lot of CAD on a 3D printing. Alright, thanks guys. So, today's episode's gonna be centering around a lot of what these guys have been doing over the course of off-season and build season this year as we get ready for competition. So, um, to any of you guys, as you guys have been working, you know, we've been getting Swerve this year, really working on improving our CAD team as well as, um, I know there's been some 3D printing stuff going on as well. So, how was, I guess we'll start with Swerve, how was the process of building Swerve, the modules, and catting that out for you guys. So that started out over the summer. Uh, it was kind of a, a pet project of mine at the time. Uh, I just wanted to cat out a Swerve chassis and see if we could get it made. And uh, with some convincing, uh, the mentors and the board eventually decided to actually take the plunge and invest. So uh, we went straight from the CAD to the real model uh, with really smoothly. Nice. Love to hear it. And I believe, so for reference, we are using the Swerve, I believe it's the MK4i. Yep, the right? Mark 4i from Swerve. Love to hear it. And how was assembling the gears for you? I know we had like four different teams working on that, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, There's a really nice video, and then once you do it once, uh, it's pretty easy to remember the rest. And I, I like. I like simulated them like three or four times in CAD, so I okay. <laughs> I basically knew how to do it just <laughs> from memory at that point. It was it was a lot. How was it for you, Tomas? Or uh, I personally didn't get to build any score drives, unfortunately, but I did grease them up, so that was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good improvement to the the sounds it was making. So. I know that um, for me, when we built Swerve, it was like my first legitimate um, meeting where we did stuff. Like I'd been to the ones where I was like an interested member and we did like off jobs. So that was the first like meeting where we're building something like towards the actual robot that I had. And so that was really an interesting experience on like, oh, well, this is this is like my first team thing. And then also the excitement of everybody getting Swerve also was like you know it was uh it was a really good first meeting to have because you know everybody was excited everybody was happy building swerve it was a good 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 time good process right to start the season yeah definitely oh absolutely were there any challenges um expected or unexpected that you guys ran into when you know either putting the modules together or putting the chassis together etc there were some issues uh uh, the the screws uh, that retain one of the small gears on the server modules, uh, they shift them a little too short. So we had to buy new screws, and then we're going to take all the modules apart and reassemble them. Uh, that, that was not expected. Then <laughs> um, there's the issue of the, the Falcons. Uh, a little while ago, uh, Vex, I think, yeah, Vex posted on their website that they made a mistake in the manufacturing and put Loctite on all the uh, shaft uh -oh. screws. Oh. So we had to take all those apart 
and put lock that on those again. That was that was also a huge pain. But other than that, it was actually like really smooth. Okay, that's good to hear. I believe the Loctite stuff happened during build yes, season. Right? Was, well, everything was during build season. Okay. This is like later, more recently. Gotcha. Oh. What about you, Tomas? Did you do anything um, add-on to Swerve once it was like the modules were built? Uh, so once we built the modules, I did CAD a fender for the for the Swerve modules to prevent the grease from going over on the electronics. And that was uh, after we, we, we initially put tape on it, but we wanted something more uh, secure and permanent. And we're probably also going to upgrade those to fully cover the Swerve module to prevent any hardware from getting in. And if I'm not mistaken, those are 3D printed, just like the other big thing that we started doing this year was a lot of 3D printed parts for prototyping. Yes. Uh, not just for prototyping, actually. Um, but yes, we've done a lot of 3D printing, and I think that reflects on our like new focus on CAD. In previous years, we've had like one person doing CAD for like the first week, yeah, and then we'll just have like an idea in mind, and then from there, you bring that idea to life. But it's it's pretty loose. Uh, this year, I think we're gonna try to really bring the CAD directly to reality, and then make whatever changes we need to, and then CAD that all again for programming. Love to hear it. And I know, um, like, for instance, we didn't have spacers, so I, I went and I printed um, a bunch of these 3D printed spacers that we could use. So I think that's also another thing, like, we're able to, um, with all of the 3D printing and the catting that we started to do, it's like, we don't have a replacement, we don't necessarily have to panic, go to, like, Home Depot to pick up a part. If we can temporarily get something to fix just so that we can get it together, I think that that's a big thing. And also being able to get these pretty... Um, detailed parts that don't take very long in terms of actual like making time and um, pretty accurate and very cheap as well to just prototype things and work out. I know that we had um, some of our intake prototyping done with 3D printing as well. Yes, yes, that was all 3D printed. Wait, so Rosin, you have a 3D printer at home, right? Yes, yes, gotcha. I do. Because I know everyone. Every now and then I'll be seeing in our team chat that, yo, there'll just be CAD files being sent, STL files, and it's just like, Rosa, 3D presents for us by next workshop meeting, please. <laughs> Thank you. And well, you know, sometimes you got too many things to print, you can't do it all alone. So that's that's you know, the benefit of having a team. Right. That is so true. I know yeah. um, also River, River 3D prints a lot. He does his CADing. So um, a lot of the time he'll have stuff and he can't 3D print it all by the next meeting or he'll and they'll have a test so he wants his really good sleep so he doesn't want to use the printer which makes a lot of noise so a lot of that also comes to me as well or like Tomas or Nick most recently will have something and they'll be like hey I need this file I need it 3D printed so if someone on the team can get it before the workshop as well like that has a printer at home it just it really smooths up the process for when we're doing um, things at the workshop then we have it instead of you know I'm starting at the workshop and not necessarily having at the start. And I know while Rosa's printer is in quite high demand, we also do have our team printer, uh, yes. something known as the Rigidbot, I believe? Yes, the Rigidbot Big. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's not the best grammar and it's not the best printer, <laughs> but it's been heavily customized. Uh, oof. It's been yeah, around it's, for a while, right? It has. It's a very old printer uh, from a now it's now discontinued. The company is now defunct. So, <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Nolte, one of our mentors and the person who donated to the team, he owned it, he modified it for a really long time, uh, kept everything going, replaced electronics, stuff like that. Uh, and then recently I put E3D uh, extruder onto it, which is more modern, more standard. Uh, you can use more parts and more widely available parts. So that's, that's been great. It's had some issues, uh, a little bit of thermal runaway, a little bit of uh, you know, poor threading. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was I was working on the printer, and I, I wanted to test print something, because um, remember, I just put some, some new hardware on it. I just somewhat leveled the bed, and we needed something printed. So I, I turned on the printer, and you know, I'm going, and it's taking an oddly long amount of time to heat up. I was talking to River, and River goes, it's still not heated up? And I go, no, it's not. So he walks over, looks at me, looks at the printer, stops the printer, and I go, what happened? He goes, the thermistor is in the printer nozzle. And so he sticks the thermistor in, and it's at like 500 degrees. <gasps> um, that is... And it was... What? It was, it was bad. That's why we had to replace the uh, the extruder. Yeah, the, because... That's the what you guys were repairing. That's, that's a second time. The first time we put the E3D on. But uh, it melted the uh, PTFE tubes inside the extruder, which prevents like the clogs and the... You know, it helps everything run smoothly, but it melted a little bit and got bent out of shape. So it would just jam every time. Yeah. Then we also have the, the extruder running in reverse. That was another thing. <laughs> that was another thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to switch out the motors for that. And it turns out, we switch out the wires. It turns out all the wire connectors were actually like an inch, like within an inch of their life, basically. So we just replaced all of them. It was a whole mess, but it's, it's good now. It's working. Gotcha. Um, I said it's 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 been good. Um, we've had we've had our struggles, but I think as a team also learning how to okay this is wrong let's fix this and that I think sets us up for um when next year I know River's a senior I'm a freshman so I'm gonna have to pick up this 3D printing as well um, along with the other team. So I think having these issues now when um some of the more expertise can help you know teach and learn how to do it. So next year when we have these issues, we'll be a little bit more experienced and familiar with the printer um, for you know the later seasons. And speaking of the future, uh, what are y'all's goals? Like, you know, when the robot's done and everything's as polished as it can be, and uh, the drive team's out practicing, Monson will be doing that. But like, what what do you think we're gonna do? Uh, clean up our toolboxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, jokes aside, well, not jokes aside. That is a thing that we need to do. But kind of in general, just looking at, there's so much to be done, right? In robots, mm -hmm. this is kind of going outside of like you know the 3D sort of world. Like sort of is kind of the epitome as of right now for our team in terms of what's next, like the next steps, right? Because uh, for so long it was something that you know seemed. I don't want to say unattainable, considering that we have attained it now, but um, it was something that, you know, it was always like far reach, you know, work with what yeah. we have, you know, we don't have, you know, we need the funds to spend it, right? But then, you know, these are things that, what's next, right? When the drive team is done and thing, we had several of our freshmen, now sophomores, form a very solid business team this yes, year. Yes, yes. Shout out to Rohan. Oh, massive oh, shout out. Legend. Rohan, Sharia, everyone who was working on business team to get us these grants, get us these uh, sponsorships, the support. To be able to get Swerve is massive, and that's what 
lets you get to that next step. So I would say to answer your question, River, is to get to that next step, right? When people are practicing and when it feels like things are dying down, explore the other avenues. There's so much more to robotics than, you know, the nitty gritty, the mechanical, the electrical. That part is important and we value, you know, teaching those skills as well. But, you know, the side projects, small improvements across the entire workshop, that's what elevates a team. And yeah. I'm oh. Matt, looking forward to seeing that happen as we get into the second half of build season. You know? I agree completely. I think um, also learning learning how to do things. I think a lot of teaching like newer members how to do things, all that, because our team is yeah, a good portion of our seniors. And I think that um, after season, everything's polished up. I think it's going to be a lot of um, people being able to start exploring and learning how to do things that weren't necessarily possible when we're trying to like get our robot to be fixed up perfect you know a lot of these other side things necessarily get on a lower priority so i think that that will be nice to you know see um you know what people can learn how to do come up with and i think something like you know completely polishing our 3d printer or get more people to learn how to cad stuff and things like that i think are a big big part of what we can do to make our team a lot better for next season and even mechanical stuff that our team itself hasn't explored like an arm you know um maybe you know on the off season we've built a faux arm just so that we can be comfortable with it so if you have to do it next time we'll know how to do it or off the top of my head i can't really think of something but you know something that we as a team haven't done that maybe would be worth learning how to do i think when the robot's done it would be good to gain that experience what about you, Tomas? Uh, yeah, I'm also really excited to see the the new AI work that the programmers are gonna do. Oh yeah, oh, with the yeah. robot all together, it'll, I think it'll be really sick seeing it like traverse a field by itself and interact with game pieces and uh, and yeah, I think it'll be really cool to see. Hundred percent. Check us out at Johnston County Week Two to see yeah. that in action. Or it's in development, so it's definitely something in the pipeline that we've been working on for a while and. Um, you know, next EcoCast or in a future episode, definitely getting that programming team on here to yeah. tell you all yeah. a lot more about that. So, um, but one thing on the note when we're talking about, you know, side projects or things once main stuff is finished, River, I know you sometime in the summer brought up the thing, the preseason projects or things to yes. let, talk oh, to me, talk yeah. to me about so, that. So that was just an idea to help everyone get acquainted as a team. Uh, it give people who like wouldn't normally have leadership opportunities a chance to really let their ideas shine in a way that I think you can't in the build season because everything's just so hectic. So true. So it was just a little opportunity for uh, newer members or returning members who maybe aren't seniors, who aren't on board, who aren't like sub team leads, uh, just you know to come up with an idea and then make it with a group of their peers. I think, you know, it'd be a good way for people to, you know, really make friends on the team, to feel like a leader, to feel invested in the team. And uh, I really wish we had, like, the opportunity to do that, like, uh, we had that idea earlier. But I think it'd be great for next season. Oh, I really like that idea. I think that um, even now, just like having the experience of a new member team, I think if maybe in the off season we had done something like that, I think that that would have been a really, really good experience just to get exposed to who people are on the team because at that point I knew 
maybe a couple freshmen that had joined and <laughs> a couple seniors that I had talked to from just interesting member meetings, but, um, or like River, who's on my bus, but like, <laughs> other you than that. You guys are on the same bus. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. So it's like, um, but a lot of the other members, like a lot of the sophomores or juniors, or even like other freshmen that I didn't know beforehand, I think um, doing that and just, you know, I think that goes with also learning new skills. If someone's leading, hey, I think this would be a good idea. No idea how to do it. I think, you know, more experienced people taking the backseat to like help. I think that would have been um, a really good experience. And I think we should do that next season. 100%. Tomas, I believe, weren't you, didn't you start one of the presents? I think it was the battery mount? Or yeah. Talk to me, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to do a battery mount, but I was I was told I could uh, sign up, sign the form and like to choose an idea, so I thought a battery mount would be really cool because during, I think it was the, or probably our last comp, probably state comp last year. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw, a, I can't remember exactly the team, but they had a, like an under chassis battery mount that they could it was kind of like a was that wire wizards i think it was wire wizards but um it was like spring loaded and it could like lock on the bottom so and uh because we had issues with batteries mm. so i thought to say the like, least yeah. yeah i thought it was a great investment of time and uh i thought it'd be a cool project but uh i thought we were gonna do that during meetings so uh, we never really got too far on that gotcha but that mm. definitely something we'll keep that in the pipeline because yeah, that's Hundred percent spring loaded, like I, don't, with, I think it's kind of like a kind of like a magazine, kind of like a chamber. And you oh, just pop it in. Gotcha. And That's pop it. so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. They just tilted the roll up, up, slid, sl- uh, slid it in, and then it's connected, and it's all done. Wow. So um, here's a question for you, Tomas. I know you've done a lot of catting, and some of you river. Um, how has that been with the programming team? Because they have their simulations. How is trying the back and forth of hey? I need this catted up so I can put it in my simulation to, you know, get the physics and stuff working. How has that been between you guys and the programming team? It's been very interesting uh, because we need different things from each other. Uh, when I'm making my CAD, I, uh, I do a lot of like assemblies with like actual fully assembled and detailed parts because that helps me as someone who's doing mechanical to judge like the mass and how everything's going to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they need STL files, uh, and they need everything really simplified so it runs well. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to CAD things twice, just one for me and one for them. Yeah. I think basically what we're doing is we're just giving them visual meshes, and then they'll actually like constrain those meshes so they're so they can like train their AI and like controlling like the the elevator for example. Oh, that's sort. that's cool. So yeah. Wow. That, sorry, that there's a lot. That goes it is into. a lot. Wow. Yeah, I don't even fully understand. <laughs> it. I mean, it is techno wizardry. <laughs> so true. Yeah, because yeah. um, Nathan he he does advanced studies in my drafting class, and um, I'll pop in because he he goes in the little office, and I'll pop in. He'll be like playing with the simulation. It's so cool. Sometimes I'll take the hand of it, and sometimes the physics will be completely wonky. Like you'll touch like a cube, and it'll just go flying out of you. Oh, or like that's um, funny. <laughs> the um the charge station last time I checked, you could just go through it. So I was going like oh secret shortcut Robo Eagle style, go through the charge station. You know we just I I could take cubes and we just go through the charge station. You know no one's touching us. Actually, Nathan brought up the simulator. So recently we had our Schneider event. Um, Schneider Electric, shout out to them. One of our amazing sponsors. And 
they recently had a Mardi Gras parade event um, at their shop here in Morsel, NC. And yeah, as we're showing off our robot, showing our sponsors, you know, what we were able to do, we got Swerve, it was moving around and everything. And it was pretty cool because Nithin actually brought up the simulation and employees, some of the other teams that are also sponsored by Shinar, they were all like huddling around it, playing around with the physics. I think it was one of the more simpler models, not the one that's, you know, phasing through uh, the charge yeah. station or anything, but yeah, it was like really fascinating. So, wow, just the level of CAD you guys have to do to get it working for them, that's very amazing, wow. It's a lot of work, but I think it is going to be worth it just because we can program a lot easier, which I know is really great for them, but also we can make sure everything's like the right weight and we can manufacture a lot easier. Uh, we can actually make more complex shapes now because we can make like a layout drawing, print it out, glue it on a piece of metal or something, and just cut right into it hmm. through the picture. Wow, that's amazing so to hear. Cool. Thank you guys for listening to Season 3, Episode 2 of the EagleCast. And yeah, make sure to follow us on all our platforms. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. So check us there at FRC4828, wherever you can. Thanks for listening, and continue to build strong and soar high.